Hello and welcome back to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Scott. And on this episode, we're once again delving back into Doctor Who anniversary specials of years gone by. And we've reached the 30th anniversary of Doctor Who. And it's Dementors in Time. <laughs> yes, a big yawn from Scott. We'll come on to that in a minute, but first we just want to catch on a little bit of um, bit of news, really, which is, well, it, it is kind of linked to the, one is definitely linked to the 60th anniversary, um, which I'll come on to in a minute. But I think the, the other major announcement uh, come out this week is that there's going to be a new version of Doctor Who Confidential, if those of you can remember, was the behind-the-scenes show. Never watched one. You never watched one. I really want to. No, I think it stopped before you were sort of old enough to watch it, really. Yeah, it stopped on the the special... Yeah, before then, I think, actually. It stopped Series 4, didn't it? No, it stopped um, during Matt Smith's tenure. So I think it stopped around about Series 6, Series 7. Why did they stop it? Because they've run out of ideas. Instead of being back behind the scenes, it was more to do with let's watch Karen Gill and Arthur Darvill go motor racing. Yeah, I know, it was rubbish. So, um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so it's back in a new form uh, called Doctor Who Unleashed. And this is going to be sort of, I think the first time we're going to see it is when the 60th anniversary specials come out. And I'm assuming it's going to carry on forward into Shooty Gatwa's era as well. So, yeah. I just wanted to say. If it got that boring, why did they? Why why didn't they stop it earlier? They ran out of ideas. Doesn't that mean the series was crap? No, I think they. they, they I think they just stopped showing behind the scenes stuff. I think there was only mm. so much you could, you could yeah. tell about behind the scenes. It's crazy how much they fit into Russell T Davis's area behind the scenes. That pretty he has a lot in his mm. episodes. Yeah, well, the, well, this is going to be sort of thirty minutes in length, and it's going to be again showing BBC Three as it was before uh, when it was called Doctor Who Confidential, and also on the BBC iPlayer, mm. um, of course. So, oh, I'm, I'm glad they've got something. I used to yeah. enjoy watching Doctor Who Confidential, um, and in the deep dark past of this podcast I took part in a, a, a charity song called Let's Save Confidential it was like a, it was like a, a parody of um, the Doctor in Distress song that came out in the 80s and it's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my entire life and it's been cons- uh, consigned to the dustbins of history what did you do it? Uh, just not a good idea at the time was and I it even, wasn't really did you have to sing for it? yes I did have was to I sing was I even born? no you weren't can you no. show me it? No, you can't. You can't see it. Is it on the pop? Is it on? No, the it's not. No. Where's the song? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want Show to. Show me the song. <laughs> Everybody was heavily um, treated in post-production, so you you couldn't tell it was it was me or anybody really because everyone was. I think everyone's singing was so bad. Ah, <laughs> oh, but there you go. There you go. So the other bit of um, of news is that the Doctor Who sixth anniversary musical celebration. Um, now, I think that was um, performed recently, uh, sort of the last few days, actually, which Russell T. Davis, Stephen Moffat and Chris Chibnall were all present at. And I also believe that um, I've seen some photos of Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred there as well, actually, your your favourite doctor and companion there, Scott. Yay! Yeah, so um, this will be um, broadcast uh, in the very near future, actually. So it will be on BBC Radio 2 on Sunday, the 15th of October, broadcast between 8 and 10 p.m., um, so it's a nice big long full concert and also available to hear on BBC Sounds and it's also been filmed um, as well as the previous uh, Doctor Who, usually Doctor Who at the Proms we used to have 
Uh, but this one was this one was done in Cardiff. This time, as opposed to I've never to been born rival. for a doctor at the problems. I'm no, really... you've missed. Well, it was born, but I don't remember. No, no, you missed the 50th anniversary. You you were a baby when the 50th anniversary good, came good, out, good, Scott. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was nine months. Nine yeah. Months. So anyway, um, the yeah, so it's been filmed. It will be on the BBC iPlayer, and um, it will be broadcast at a later date. I'm assuming closer to the anniversary itself. Dun, dun, dun. So looking forward to that. Yeah. I haven't really known a lot about news. I've been avoiding all no, of it. No, avoiding the news. I couldn't be bothered. To know. Well, apparently you're going to hear um, you're going to hear the Fifteenth uh, Doctor's new theme. Oh, oh yeah, Ruby, I heard about that. Ruby but... Sunday's theme as well, and you're going to see uh, you know music from all past, present, and future. Basically, yeah, I like the Doctor Who themes that um, they make, but I've never really been interested in the companions theme apart from Donna's. Because it's, oh, okay. It's, a, okay. it's the only one because it's just. Well, I, I think it's, like it's, it's funny. I know. I think we're going to get the uh, the new Murray Gold's treatment of the theme tune as well. So uh, is it going to be? Because they they're trying. I don't want to be mean, but I think that they're trying too hard to bring back the original Russell T Davis's first era of Doctor Who. No, because I think it's going to be different, mate. It's going to be different. I, I I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just edit the music. From no, the it's going to be something completely, be but completely I hope different. It will be different. It will be different. It will be different. So, okay, folks. So we just want to catch on a little bit of news there. So uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about dimensions in time. So for, uh, stop yawning when I say dimensions in time. So uh, so for another episode, then that was the news. Okay, everybody, so we're going to be continuing with our look back at uh, Doctor Who anniversary specials of years gone by. And as I said at the top of the show, we've now reached the 30th anniversary and dimensions in time. Mayday. This is an urgent message for all of the doctors. It's vitally important that you listen carefully to me for once. Our whole existence is being threatened by a renegade time lord known only as the Rani. She hates me. She even hates children. Two of my earlier selves have already been snared in her vicious trap. The grumpy one and the flautist, do you remember them? She wants to put us out of action, lock us away in a dreary backwater of London's East End, trapped in a time loop in perpetuity. Her evil is all around us. I can hear the heartbeat of a killer. She's out there somewhere. We must be on our guard and we must stop her before she destroys all of my other selves. Now, these were originally broadcast on the 26th and the 27th of November, 1993. And, um, well, this was a tie-in with Children in Need, basically. So um, it was all done for a good cause. All the actors and the crew gave their services to Children in Need for free. They waived their fees, um, but on one condition, actually. Mm -hmm. And that's that that this um, special will never be repeated or sold on home video for profit. So why? that's why it's never got a DVD or video why? release. But it was it was a condition they waived their fees that so basically only children in need will make the make the profit out of it really. But it's owned to the BBC. It's not. It's yeah. ma- it's made it was made for charity though. So which might actually um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it might sort of explain quite a few things actually. But uh, now we've 
literally just watched this, haven't we, before we started um, recording. Just, wait, is it... Was it under the condition that they wanted the money for it only and not the BBC? No, it's nothing to do with the BBC. This is for children in need. This is not the BBC, but it's the charity. Does children in need want the money? No, no, it's the, it's the people who made... Mm. Sorry, folks, we're going to explain this to Scott. <laughs> it's the people who made it said they don't want yeah. repeated or sold on home video because this mm. was for children in need. They waived their fees because if they... Um, if it's repeated, they basically it's a bit of a, a weird thing actually because every time a program is repeated, mm-hmm. the actor or the people involved in the production get gets a repeat fee, but because they've done it for free, they won't get anything. Oh, and that. So, so basically, why... they've given their service for free just for children All in need. All those actors. Yes, and the people who made the production team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Okay, understand it now? Yeah. Good, well done, well done. So as I was saying, we literally just finished watching uh, Dimension in Time before uh, we started recording, and it's going to be a quick one, this one, isn't it? Because the first mm-hmm. episode uh, lasts 7 minutes 34, and part two only lasts 5 minutes 27. It seemed a lot longer. Stop yawning when we're talking about Dimension in Time. Uh- <laughs> it's boring, and it's, um... Yeah, well, yeah. Well, the, well, <laughs> I haven't watched it in years, if I'm honest, when was the last time you watched it? Um, probably this year. I find it on YouTube. Okay, cause that's the only boring. Click well, it's the only it's the only place you can watch it. Um, is on YouTube, but um, yeah, it's not great, is it? No, it really isn't great, and it's such a it's such a shame, really. I mean, there was I'm surprised a thirteen million. Oh, oh is it thirteen million viewers the most they've got? Yes, the Doctor it is. It was it was. I mean, pretty appalling, but yeah, it had the biggest audience of Doctor Who. Well, clearly, those two hundred thousand people that didn't watch it. What well, the time it was it did you Well, I no, it hasn't been looked back back on very fondly, actually. No, but so. surprisingly, it has a lot of viewers for. Crappy story. Well, 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 it's children in need. So a lot of people zoomed in for it. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. watched children in need. Um, so you had a captive audience, um, and then when they showed this, it was during as we because of what the version we watched on uh, YouTube, it had the intros and outros for Noel's house party, which was a a, a massive show at back back in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Noel Edmonds, who used to, for those who don't know, was a um, a Radio One DJ in the sixties and seventies. If you're and too it, young, if you're too young to remember, um, and yeah, he basically had, he had a this massively popular um, TV show on Saturday evenings called Noel's House Party, um, which was sort of set in his own sort of mansion in his fictional uh, town of Crinkley Bottom. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, Bottom. Crinkly bottom, and that, and that, and of course, it was this show that gave the world Mr. Blobby as well. So the Noel Evans have got a lot to answer for, actually. However, lots of people watched it, so um, I suppose putting this Doctor Who special in amongst all that was a good idea because lots of people would tune into that show. So it was, and it, as I say, it was meant to be for charity, so they wanted was people Mr. to Blobby watch it. Very controversial. No, it's just. It, it outstayed his welcome very, very quickly. Because it was a bad, a bad character. Yeah, yes. d- yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. moving on. All right. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to know anything about Mister Blobby, Scott. Don't worry. I'm not. It's not I'm not setting you homework to go and watch any, <laughs> any Mister Blobby stuff. But anyway, um, yeah. So that and then they had sort of like one of the earliest um, sort of forms of 
sort of audience interaction and, and participation where at the end of part one, uh, they had like a, a phone-in vote where, again, all, all the money uh, made from the phone calls went to children in need. Mandy! Uh, yeah. Mandy, Mandy yeah, it was Mandy or um, Big Ron Big were, Ron. were the, the ones to save the doctor at the end of part one. But anyway... Let's get on to the story itself, Scott, because we we talked enough around it. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Big Ron. Is that with? Be quiet. No more big Rons. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Before we point out, there was meant to be an original um, story for it called Destination Holocaust. Yeah. Well, no, the, 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 um, the, no, there was something else as well. There was something called Doctor Who Dark Dimension, which they wanted to be made for the 30th. It might have been like a straight-to-video thing. And you can see some of the designs um, on designs online. No, it was designs of Cybermen in there. They look completely different. They always look like sort of human faces as well. It was a complete redesign. But it was just too expensive. It all fell apart because it just became too expensive. So, it was meant to be a huge, like, four or six parts. Yeah, so it came into this. But the other unfortunate thing as well, they, for some reason or other, uh, John Nathan Turner, who they asked to come back um, to do this, because this was some years after the cancellation, was to tie it also in with Albert Square, EastEnders. Um, Why? I, I, again, Why? I don't know. Was he working on EastEnders? No, he wasn't. No, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> so they come up with this this idea of bringing back the Rani and her sort of catching the Doctor and his previous incarnation in some sort of time loop for, for reasons I we just watched it, Scott, and I really don't know what the purpose of it was. Really, was there meant to be? Was there a story that know. happened before it? Was like something no, but there's no story. Or... No, nothing like no. that. It, it it just seems the Rani is evil. That's it. Well, it. <laughs> it wasn't even that, to be honest. It just seems a load of like unconnected scenes crammed into two separate episodes. Of, compared to the Mark of the Rani. And it just didn't make any sense. Compared to the Mark of the Rani, it's very bad. You can't compare this to anything, no. Scott, because they had, you could tell they had no budget for it. They were using the East Enders sets. They redressed um, the old There's TARDIS console. Hang on, hang on. They redressed the old TARDIS console, which you hated mm. because... The floor of the, the floor of the Rani's TARDIS. It was cardboard. It looked, it was well, no, it looked like something numbers wa- on it, and something just just put of red paint all in it. Like they're just walking over it, like nothing. It looked like something scraping like, it across the floor with your feet. No, it looked like a load of builders just walked through with paint on their shoes. Yeah, actually, didn't it? It was um, horrendous. Yeah, it was horrendous. Um, yeah, it wasn't great, was it? I mean, to be honest, all the doctors, the actors. Yeah. Apart from Tom Baker, again, who just decided to sit in a, a studio and film his bit. Uh, he didn't really take part on set as such, but... He wasn't his... They all give it their all. They all treat it seriously, don't they? Yeah. And At least not... their outfits were better in this. Yeah, well, whose? Every, all of the companions' outfits. Well, they were just were... wearing their own clothes, I think, apart from um, Liz Slade, who wore the Andy Pandy outfit again, didn't she? Looks terrible, just horrible. <laughs> yeah, she's barely in it. Um, they gave Mel, they they gave Mel a better outfit for once. They did, they did. And Nissa. Yeah. And Perry as well. Actually, they all got ones. decent outfits to be honest. Better ones um, than usual. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to see John Pertwee on mm-hmm. back again. This was the last time he did Doctor on television. He died sort of three years later. Yeah. Um, At least they got Caroline John on here. Yes, Liz Shaw was back. Um, but it was just all so. I know it was thrown together. Pandy, pandy. No, hang on, it was it was just thrown together. You could tell that, couldn't you? It was just thrown yeah. together. But like, like builders having to get all of their work done in one day. Yeah, slab, slab. It was brick, it, brick. It was really sort of like well, 
they had no time to put this. It was obvious they had no time to put it together. Because um, it was for free. They were doing it for free. Obviously, they wouldn't do well, it. No, for it's, it's not. So long. No, it's not like that at all. It's just I don't, I don't think they had any time to write a, a plot. And I think they were just given. This is what they wanted for for um, children in need, or you know, or the, or the BBC asked them to do. It was just this, and that was it. It was going to be no big special or anything. It was just a coincidence, I think, more than anything else. That it actually got made. Mm. The funny thing was, though, there was another thir- uh, sort of 30th anniversary tie-in uh, on BBC Radio, which was again, it was John Pertwee. Uh, it was the um, one of one of the radio things, the Ghost of End Space and the Paradise of Death, which was the 30th anniversary one. Oh yeah, I've listened partly to the Ghost of End Space. I couldn't be bothered to finish the rest of it because everything sounds a bit high pitched. Yeah, it's not. It, it, but it's it, not it was brilliant. A good, but... It's a good story, but I listened to it on through um, audios, through books and phones, the the app, and mm. it's very high pitched. It doesn't. It sounds like they've literally recorded it over as it was being recorded for it. It's got. It's all, it's all like this. Yeah, that. Oh, is it? I, well, I've only listened to it pitched. once, and that was years ago for for this podcast, actually. But uh, it also goes quite fast. Yes, it does. Um, I think some. Oh God, I think this whole thing's just a bit of a travesty, really. I mean, it's all for a good cause. You can't. You can't fault them for that. It's it's for children in need. But um, the theme tune as well. Bang, bang, bang. Which was like some horrible early nineties um, techno version of things. Like? <laughs> Kev McCullough. Now, Kev McCullough, he did. Do the scores for um, Sylvester McCoy's time yeah, on Doctor Who, but it was it was never my unfortunately never my favourite composer. I'm afraid, but I, I'm gonna he, he, Sylvester McCoy could have had a better intro. To be frankly, well, it's not only that they also speeded up the titles as well, didn't they? Bing 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 bing. Because you because you missed bing. out the McCoy's face in the titles, um, and they speeded it up to match this techno version of the Doctor Who theme tune, which was just... I'm sorry, Kef... What's awful. Name? Kef McCulloch. Kef McCulloch. Culloch. Will. Kef McCulloch Will. Culloch. Okay. Um, but also, one thing as well, it's set in three different time periods. We've got, is it 1973, 1993, and 2013? And, well... What about 2003? Well, no, it was, it was going in every... What happened to 2003? Oh, no, it was, it was going every every sort of, like, 20-odd 20 years, wasn't it? Yeah. So it, it wasn't the twentieth anniversary. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. But no, it, it was just weird seeing all those EastEnders actors. Some are not in it anymore. I thought some of them have died since then as well. Uh, it's quite, quite sad, really. But it just didn't seem to make any, any sense, really. Yeah, it's a shame. It's, it's, as, I said, as I said earlier, it's just a load, a load of unconnected scenes cobbled together to try and make a coherent story, and it, and it doesn't yeah. really. Was um wait sorry Shine. we're reading off of Wikipedia, but I just want to read out all the villains there are because nobody can tell and actually I haven't noticed most of these. Alderbarian Zog, an Argolan, a Bima, Mechanoid Dragon, Cybermen, a modern mutant, a mentor, presumably seal, didn't see him. Um, he's, by, he's sitting beside a fruit stall, I think. 
a Mulgarian, uh, maybe ogre. it was Kiv instead, an ogre and a plasmaton. Never heard of a plasmaton, a Mulgarian, set and a sand miner, right? But sea devil was Yeah, D84, robots of death. Oh. Mm, it's one of them. A tetrapt, a tonal detractor, a vanir, what's a vanir? Oh what? A vanir. I don't know actually. I've lost me on and that one. And why did they put a vervoid in it? What about a dark? Do you know what? I didn't see the vervoid in it. They should have used a Dalek instead. No, they, they couldn't because they had, um, Terry Nations, the state wouldn't let him, um. actually he might have been still alive then actually, but no, they wouldn't let him use it. Um. So that was it, they couldn't I use Daleks. I couldn't use something better than a vervoid because vervoid is... Well, did you notice a lot of them when, when a lot of the, the, the monsters are in the window of the Queen Vic? Mm. They literally are just statues. They're just moving about I didn't in see the windows. They're, they're just sort of moving. Them. They're just wobbling. These these sort of mannequins in the window. It, I, didn't it's, uh... <laughs> I didn't see that track. Tractor. Yeah. I didn't see a tractator either. Actually, no, I didn't. I I, I accidentally come up with um, a tractor whenever I say tractor. Yeah. <laughs> the only weird thing is he's seeing the cutty sark as it as it used to be. Um, don't know. Not like it is now. Don't know. Uh, you don't know that. Um, the Maritime Museum where they filmed it. Because I worked there and I also worked on the Cutty Sark for a bit. This was last year. Um, yeah, it looks nothing. Well, the, the, the museum looks exactly like that. It hasn't changed. Um, Tom Baker looks very different, though. That's one thing. Tom Baker so does. Well, that was weird. They, they, they kept him in this sort of studio, all these 3D effects going around. There, and you had the floating... Oh, the and flo- the cameras. They were moving around like... <laughs> right around the place, like up, down, up, down, turn around, floor. <laughs> like a dance they were, Yeah, I know. It made you go dizzy, wouldn't it? Um... Now, you had all these weird things. Um, floating bubble floated. heads. You had the floating heads of Troughton and Hartnell, which just was just really odd. Um, they had these weird things floating around Tom Baker just to make it look 3D. I, didn't, I couldn't actually figure out it what the like, purpose of it, it was, like, or where he was, okay. why he was sitting in front of a microphone like that and as well. And why was... Um, it didn't even look like he was contact then. What about the... Do you know what I really, I really hate. Fingers. <laughs> I really hate sitting there just slagging it off because I, I don't like sitting because I love Doctor Who. Um, but there's, I, apart from the fact that it's for children in need and all the, certainly the the, the Doctor Who actors. Um, I'm not saying sort of give it their all, yeah. but there's not a lot you can say that's good about this, is there? Really. I'm not saying it's a bad story it's just that it's probably the writing for it would have been a good story if it wasn't for the writing well i don't they didn't have any time to put a script together i think this is the best they could do in the time they had i think really yeah. i really do it's such a shame it's such a shame but and not a great way to celebrate the 30th anniversary uh, really three years later is the paul mcgann movie which probably would have done better as a doctor who anniversary special than that well it did well no it did well yeah as we all know it did very well the, the uh movie. The, the doctor who the movie yeah well very well over here anyway not in the u.s but it did very well over here um so yeah i, I mean is there anything else you want to say about it scott apart from the dizzying camera work and... um well why is there so many they just so they start i swear they started off with one plot right Mm. Then they had, a, then they like changed the plot again, and they like changed it again, like a time brain. Well, it, and then well, it just didn't make any. It was just badly edited. Brain it was just and a Badly time. put together, and it was just such a such a shame, really. At least Arani was in it. Yeah, all right. A TARDIS. Why wasn't the TARDIS? Oh no, good? I know. But uh, anyway, I think I think that's enough. Yeah. I think that's enough of that. So um, we're very nearly at the end now of our trawl back through uh, the anniversary specials. 
um, of previous years. So the next time, we're at the 50th. And that's when Paul's going to be back. We're doing uh, Day of the Doctor. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're sort of revisiting that one. But also we're looking at the, the Target version um, of Day of the Doctor as well. So we're doing the, the our usual comparison. So that will be sometime November before we get to the... The 60th anniversary itself. It's nearly after all this time waiting, Scott. It's a month, just over a month away now. Mm. How about that? Yeah. You don't sound too excited. I don't, I don't really know what to think of it at the moment. No. Because, you know, we've already know what they... That, who, I mean, I'm excited for like all these new villains that are coming in. But mm. at the same time, I'm thinking, well, we already know who Catherine Tate and David Tennant are in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit. I think there's still conf- there's still I'm more really, surprises I am to come. I'm excited for it, but I'm um, I'm still confused why they picked David Tennant in particular as the Doctor to come. Well, back. because he's the most popular Doctor, so that's why they brought him back. I meant like. And Shooty Gat wasn't ready to do the sixtieth. Oh, he's filming. He's still he's Barbie. still filming Barbie and Sex Education stuff like that, so he wasn't ready. Barbie. Plus the facts. I think it's unfair on the actor to drop him straight into a sixth anniversary where there's all that expectation mm. that it's got to be really good. At least, um, at least David Tennant was on the 50th. He was. Then, but he's not playing the same Doctor. This is a different Doctor. He'll be old so. enough um, <clears throat> to be in the 70th. He'll be young enough to be... No, sorry. Young enough to be in the 70th and mm. the last three. Maybe. Won't he? Maybe. Maybe he's in his 70s then, I think. Yeah. He's 50-something now, isn't he? I'm going up with Doctor anniversaries. Oh, no. By the time it hits <laughs> 100th, I'll be 50. Yes. Only 50. Only 50. Lucky you. Anyway, mm. so I think that just about wraps this up, doesn't it? Because yeah. there's not much more I want to say, um, apart from just scream at it, really. Well, there, was a, <laughs> there was a sea devil in it. That's yes, there was, a sea, there was a sea devil. It, yes. So it didn't have... So it actually did have a return for more than 50 years later or 40 years yeah. later. It did. So people... Would you count this, though? Remember dimensions in time. I suppose it's canon, is it? Is it canon? Basically is, if it has... Oh, dear. And on that very, very sad note, folks, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Scott. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk.